It's time to feel better with help from Dr. Suzanne Bennett. Allergies, nutrition, ultimate wellness, all discussed right here, right now. It's Wellness for Life Radio on Radio MD. Here's your host, Dr. Suzanne. Epigenetics is a study of cellular and physiological changes caused by the external or environmental factors that affect how our genes are expressed. Now, I know a lot of you have never even heard of the term epigenetics, and it's really a different area of medicine to understand, so I am really excited to introduce my next guest, who is here to explain in simple terms of this new upcoming science. He's the best-selling author of Epigenetics, How Environment Shapes Our Genes, Dr. Richard Franz. Welcome to Wellness for Life, Dr. Francis. Please tell us in your own words, what exactly is the science of epigenetics? Right. Well, put most succinctly, it's, uh, epigenetics is the study of long-term changes in chromosomes that don't involve alterations in the genetic code. Now, let me unpack that a bit. Uh, we all know have some intuition about the genetic code, the sequence of letters that comprise the genome and which the human genome project is designed to sequence. But the uh, genetic code is but one dimension of a chromosome. And another way of looking at epigenetics is the study of these other uh, dimensions, because chromosomes are three-dimensional objects. And it's these extra dimensions that actually control gene behavior, whether it's active or silent. And so epigenetic processes of all sorts altered the three-dimensional structure of the chromosome and thereby gene behavior. So, you know, one of the things that uh, people may not even know is that the reason why the genes are so important and we look at it is because what it does, it actually helps you make certain types of enzymes, uh, I should say enzymes that makes, helps you create certain types of compounds, proteins, things that our body can use. So what you're saying is that, that, um, the epigenetics is about how our environment and things that we are dealing with in modern times can change the way those genes actually produce certain chemicals. Isn't that right? That's exactly right. Right. You know, I've I've um I've been studying epigenetics for a long time because um, Dr. Jeffrey Bland, I don't know if you know who he is, but he was he's like the father of functional medicine and, I, and he's been one of my mentors. And also Dr. Amy Yasko um, has been talking a lot about uh, genetics and how the environment has everything to do with it. And, you know, it's it's a new study pretty much, though. And I your book was one of the first books that came out on genes. Isn't that correct? Um, on, on epigenetics, that was the first. Right. I know. I mean, which is amazing. So uh, what made you want to write this book? Well, I've been, uh, I, my background is uh, in biology, and I've, I've studied genetics. Uh, but before I left active research, I, I was started, this was about 20 years ago, I, I started getting interested in epigenetics uh, because it explains certain things that were hard to explain from the kind of classical genetic view. Okay. And when you, um, so then because of that, you decided, you know what, you want to study more of epigenetics? Is that what, what happened? 
Yes, and I, and I was particularly interested in conveying what is kind of seemingly a very kind of technical topic in a way that uh, a general audience could understand and appreciate using examples, for example, that uh, anybody could relate to. Right, right. In fact, in your first chapter, you talk about these twins, these identical twins. I thought that was an amazing right. story. Can you share that a little bit? Sure. Uh, these uh, these two twins, uh, one had a condition called Kalman syndrome, which is a very uh, severe developmental disorder, which causes, among other things, a lack of sexual development uh, uh, and kind of uh, interestingly, also a loss of smell, among other things, whereas the identical twin uh, showed none of those symptoms. So uh, that, that there's a case of uh, that difference between those twins, the one who had the, the full-blown syndrome and the one who lacked any evidence of it, uh, are epigenetic. Their differences are epigenetic, obviously, since they're essentially clones. So basically, what you know, I, what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about what happened to them because obviously they're identical in their genomic codes. Their genomes is exactly right, right. the same, but something happened during their process of development that their phenotype phenotype is what they look like on the outside. Mm-hmm. In the you know, they they their phenotypes completely was different differently. Uh, one was well-developed and normal and healthy, whereas the other one was not. What do you think happened? Well, that's hard to say, but uh, the, uh, the, the general, uh, there's what they call, with these identical twins that are different in the way you described, they're called discordant. And this discordance is one of the, uh, an identical twins for a lot of traits. Uh, for example, the onset of Alzheimer's, and a host of other things, uh, was what led people to, uh, was one of the factors that led people to look for epigenetic explanations for it. Uh, Some epigenetic alterations are essentially random. Uh, Some, a lot, are environmentally induced. And in the case of, fortunately, in this case with those uh, twins that I described, uh, they they really didn't... uh, have a handle on that. that 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 was probably 20 years ago before there was any uh, notion of epigenetics so what you're saying is they never really figured it out they never they, figured out they what never was got to the bottom the of that no, no. Oh, interesting but, because you know yeah. what I, I think timing is everything when it comes to epigenetics uh, I came I'm from Korea and I lived mm-hmm. in the mountains uh, in in Seoul, and um, mm-hmm. I was at particularly I was around nine years old when um, they ended up spraying toxic pesticides on the mountain because we had a complete infestation of caterpillars, huge caterpillars mm-hmm. on our and everywhere where we were living, and they sprayed and I swam in around this pesticide fog of pesticides. Now my brother. I uh, was younger than I was. I was about uh, nine years old. My sister was older, but because of my age and being exposed to these xenoestrogenic toxins, I actually had a um, a overdevelopment of my um, 
sexual organs and I got my cycle, my menstrual cycle at about 10 years old, which is none of my, my family members have ever had that. And I think timing is everything. And the chemicals that you're exposed to, it, it was why it happened to me. Um, can you make a comment on that? Sure. There, there are critical windows for a lot of epigenetic effects. Um, and, for example, one uh, for, for obesity, uh, the, a critical window is the pre- and perinatal period, particularly critical. But what you described... Is, is another kind of window uh, in childhood, basically. And uh, the chemicals you describe, which are called endocrine disruptors, have a, you know really profound effects uh, on, on sexual development. Uh, in your case, it, it accelerated it. Uh, for males, it, it tends to uh, inhibit it in, uh, so that males exposed to these endocrine disruptors tend to be infertile, uh, and they have a host of other uh, sperm defects. Right, right. I know these um, endocrine descriptors are definitely uh, uh, terrible for our epigenetics or genomes. Well, you know what? Thanks so much, Dr. Francis. RichardCFrancis.com. That's your website, RichardCFrancis.com. Thanks so much. Now, this is Dr. Suzanne sharing natural strategies for ultimate health and wellness right here on Radio MD. Until next time, stay well. Stay well.